All right. Thank you for joining me again for Rev Kev and the root where we get to the root and not just the shoot. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your anointing. We thank you for your word. Lord, I ask that you speak to us, that you would let us receive revelation from the Holy Ghost, who is the teacher, who is the paraclete, the one called alongside to help us. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would get all the glory, honor, and praise out of this podcast. And Lord, that those that are listening, Father, would walk even deeper with you, Lord, and that we would not just look at the natural things that are seen, but that we would look at the spiritual things which are unseen, which are more real than the natural things. And Lord, that you'd help us to exercise our senses to the point to where our senses are keen and we can hear what you're saying to us, we can see uh, what you're directing us to do. And Lord, that you, Father, would help us to be those not only of sight, but of insight. So Father, I pray that you would have your perfect way. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, comfort those that have lost loved ones to COVID or whatever other circumstance that there may be, that they have lost loved ones in their lives or friends or people that they know who know someone who has lost someone to whatever the circumstances may be. We know, Lord, that in our world today, there are many troubles and there are many problems and difficulties. There are hills and mountains, Lord, to overcome. And so, Lord, we need your help to do that. And Father, we're only human. We're made of dust. But Lord, you, you also hold us responsible for our own actions and for our own decisions. And so, Lord, I ask that you speak to us today from your word, that we would glean from your word, that we would, we would study your word, but then that you would help us to know how to apply it in our everyday lives so that you might get the glory out of us and that we might be worthy vessels, Lord, to carry your presence inside of us to carry your glory inside of us, to carry your power and your might inside of us, that we would not be those that just use up soil as that tree that you talked about in the parable of the fig tree, Jesus, when you cursed that tree, but Lord, that we would be those that are in good ground and bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. So Father, I ask that you would speak to us today uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey man, I would like to start off with our foundational scripture. Uh, and first of all, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you are. I would like to start with our foundational scripture, which is found in Hebrews uh, chapter 5 and beginning with verse 11. And it records there, of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing uh, or because ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. For every one that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he or she is a babe or a baby. Verse 14 says, but strong meat or solid food or solid word uh, belongs to them that are of full age. Full age means mature. It belongs to those who are mature. Uh, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good 
and evil, to have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And in the day that we live in, we need to do a lot of discerning because things appear one way when that's in reality, they are not that way. And what I mean is in the different circumstances that we go through in our lives, when we look at things with our natural eye and our natural understanding, uh, we may miss what the spiritual element of that particular circumstance is. And one of the things is what is behind what is going on in front of you in that circumstance. And, and for, to give you a, uh, an example, uh, when Jesus was going to the cross, and I've used this example before, he told his disciples that he was going to the cross, that he was going to suffer, that he was going to rise again on the third day. And Simon Peter, Shimon Kepha, uh, told him that uh, you will not go to the cross, you will not suffer. And Jesus turned to Peter and he said, get behind me, Satan. He didn't say Peter, he said Satan. So Jesus realized, uh, being one who had his spiritual senses exercised, he, and some people may say, well, he was God, so he knew that. Well, Jesus was born, the Bible says, uh, I believe it's in Philippians or Ephesians, it said he emptied himself and became as a man. So Jesus emptied his divinity and he became just like you and I. And that's why he had to be baptized with the Holy Ghost when John, when he went to John at the River Jordan, it said the Spirit of God descended upon him like a dove and remained upon him. And that's what made Jesus uh, spiritually who he was, you see. And Jesus uh, cannot expect more of us. If Jesus was, if we could not walk where Jesus has walked, then why would the Bible say that he leaves us an example that we should follow in his steps? In Shimon Kepha, in the book of Peter, it says that Jesus suffered, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. If we don't have everything in us that Jesus had in him when he walked the face of the earth, how can he expect us to live up to what he asked us to do and to be? Amen. So, but the thing that, that really makes us spiritual people is the spirit of God. Like we talked about in the last podcast when we talked about Moses or super Moses. This is Moses or super Moses part two. But when we talked about Moses, his father-in-law came to him, Yitro or Jethro came to him in the wilderness and he said, Moshe or Moses, you have to realize that the thing that you're doing is not good because in doing so, you will waste away, you will wear away, and you will also cause these people to be worn away. And we talked about the, uh, the scripture in Corinthians where Paul said, that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And so uh, Moshe or Moses, father-in-law says, you will waste away. And in the Hebrew, it's the same terminology that's used in the Greek when he says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. When he said you will waste away, he, the, the Hebrew means the same thing that the Greek meant, that an earthen vessel or one that is uh, subject to, to frailty. And so we have to realize that the only thing that sets us apart, besides the covenant that God has made with us and, and, and uh, the word of God that he has given to us, the only thing that really sets us apart is that we have God's spirit dwelling inside of us and he does the work. Jesus said the spirit is the one who does 
the work. We can't get beside ourselves and say, well, I'm so great. I'm so powerful. God has chosen me because I'm so good. Because Paul said that, that uh, the Lord has rejected the 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 uh the 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 mighty of this of this age he's rejected the wise people of this age those who think they're so learned and those who think that they're they're so uh uh capable and all that kind of stuff he's rejected them and he's chosen the weak things of the world paul even said that when in my in my weakness his strength is made perfect god's strength is not made perfect in me because i am so great his strength is made perfect in me because I'm so weak. You see what I'm saying? And the Bible said that God resisted the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so when we are lifted up in pride, like some leaders have become in, in, in recent years, and we've seen their demise and their fall, then God can't really work through them because he said he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Now, in our last podcast, we were talking about how uh, Yitro, which is no J's in Hebrew, but the King James and other versions uh, 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 interpret Yitro's name as Jethro. Well, we're talking about Moses, his father-in-law, the same one that he went to when he killed the Egyptian that was mistreating the Hebrew slaves. And he killed the Egyptian and then Pharaoh found out about it. Moses fled because he knew that Pharaoh would kill him. He fed to Midian. Um, and Midian began really with Abraham and Keturah. A, uh, Keturah was Abraham or, uh, yeah, at that time he was Abraham, his concubine. And, uh, in, in, in first Chronicles one in verse 32, it says, now the sons of Keturah, Abraham's concubine, Sheber, Zimran and Jokshan and Medan and Midian. This is where the, uh, the place that is called Midian, this is where it began with one of uh, Abram or Abraham's, um, or Abraham, really, uh, one of his in Keturah's sons. Amen. And so let me just jump right into it for our, before our time expires on us. Uh, I'm going to read uh, Shemot or Exodus chapter 18, okay, out of uh, a Jewish version of the Bible. It says, now Yitro... Uh, the priests of Midian. This is uh, uh, Shemot or Exodus chapter 18. Now Yitro, the priest of Midian, Moshe's father-in-law, heard about all that God had done for Moshe and for Israel, his people, how Adonai had brought Israel out of Egypt after Moshe had sent away his wife Zipporah, which was one of uh, uh, Yitro's daughters. He had seven daughters and he gave one to Moshe as a wife. And her two sons, Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, had taken them back. <clears throat> the name of the one of Moshe's sons was Gershom, which meant a foreigner there because he had Moshe or Moses had lived in a foreign land, which was Mizraim, which is Egypt, which is in northern Africa. For Moshe had said, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. The name of the other was Eleazar, which means my God helps. Because the God of my father helped me by rescuing me from Pharaoh's sword, Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, brought Moshe's sons and wife to him in the desert, where he was camped or encamped at the mountain of God, which is Sinai. He sent word to Moshe, I, your father-in-law, Yitro, am coming to you 
with your wife and her two sons. Moshe went out to meet his father-in-law and prostrated himself and kissed him. Then after inquiring of each other's welfare, they entered the tent. Moshe told his father-in-law all that Adonai had done uh, to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake. All the hardships they had suffered, talking about the children of Israel, all the hardships they had suffered while traveling and how Adonai had rescued them. And this is a word that is uh, here at least four or five times in the text. He had rescued them. Yitro uh, rejoiced over uh, all the good that Adonai had done for Israel by rescuing them from the Egyptians. Yitro said, blessed be Adonai who has rescued, once again, that word rescued, you from the Egyptians and from Paro or Pharaoh, uh, who has rescued the people from the harsh hand of the Egyptians. Now I know, this is what uh, Yitro or Jethro is telling Moshe or Moses, now I know that Adonai is greater than all other gods because he rescued those who were treated so arrogantly. Yitro, Moshe's father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God, and Aharon, or Aaron, came with all the leaders of Israel to share the meal before uh, God with Moshe's father-in-law. The following day, Moshe sat to, to settle disputes for, for the people, while the people stood around Moshe, or Moses, from morning till evening. Then Moshe's father-in-law saw all that was that he was doing to the people. He said, what is this that you are doing to the people? Why do you sit there alone with all the people standing around you from morning till evening? Moshe answered his father-in-law, it's because the people come to me seeking God's guidance. Whenever they have a dispute, it comes to me. I judge between one person and another, and I explain to them God's laws and teachings. Moshe's father-in-law said to him, What you are doing isn't good. You will certainly wear yourself out, and not only yourself, but these people here with you as well. It's too much for you. You can't do it alone by yourself. So listen now to what I have to say. I will give you some advice and God will be with you. You should represent the people. You should, he says, represent the people before God, and you should bring their cases to God. You should also teach them the laws and the teachings and show them how to live their lives and what work they should do. But you should choose from among all the people competent men who are God-fearing, honest, and incorruptible to be their leaders in charge of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Normally, they will settle the people's uh, disputes. They should bring you the difficult cases, but ordinary matters, they should decide themselves. In this way, they will make it easier for you and share the load with you. If you do this, and God is directing you to do it, 
you will be able to endure and all the all these people too will arrive at their destination peacefully moshe paid attention to his father-in-law's counsel and did everything he said moshe chose competent men from all israel and made them heads over the people in charge of thousands hundreds fifties and tens as a general rule they settled the people's disputes the difficult cases they brought to moshe but every simple matter they decided themselves then moshe left or, or let rather his father-in-law leave and he went off to his own country and so you see here that uh Moses or Moshe is uh, talking to his father-in-law Jethro and his father-in-law comes to where he is because he heard what God had done for Moshe or Moses and for Israel for all the people Jethro heard this or Yitro heard this and so uh, not only are we talking about the sense of of uh, sight but we're talking about now the sense of of hearing you see and all of us have heard situations or heard of situations but have we been able to uh, contribute anything to those uh, situations are we spiritual enough to contribute in a good way to someone else's life because being spiritual is not just knowing scriptures being spiritual is not just knowing, uh, how, you know, how to pray or something like that, but it's also knowing how to examine a situation, being able to look at a situation and being able to see what's going on, you see, but not only see what's going on, but to be able to hear uh, in the spirit. So uh, Yitro or Jethro tells Moshe that I'm going to give you some counsel. He says, hearken or listen to what I'm saying, the word in Hebrew is Shema. Shema, what I am, vo, uh, what I'm saying to you, and 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 listen to what I'm saying. In other words, hear it, but be ready to do what I'm saying. And he also includes one of the most important components in counsel is that you know that that counsel came from God. He said, listen to what I'm saying, and if God is directing you, then do it, you see? And so don't just listen to anything that someone tells you. And, and, and where are we getting our counsel from anyway? Are we getting our counsel from uh, uh, godly people, from spiritual people, from those who God has uh, caused to come across our path, or are we getting our counsel from ungodly people? And from those that God did not bring across our path. Now, in the book of, uh, of Psalms, there's a scripture there that talks about counsel. In Psalms chapter uh, 1, and many of us already know this verse, but it's found in Psalms chapter 1. And it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. It is so important that we realize when we get counsel who we are getting it from. 
Moses or Moshe in this case was getting from his father-in-law, someone that he knew and, and, and he lived in his house and he was around him. So he knew that he was a reputable person to listen to. And not only that, but he also knew that he was a priest, that he knew something about the things of God. And when, uh, when we talk about counsel in this particular scenario with Moshe and Yitro or, or Jethro and Moses, uh, it's the same word used there that is used in Psalms chapter 1, verse 1, for counsel. When, when Jethro says, let me give you some counsel, it's the same word that's used in Psalms chapter 1 when uh, David was talking about walking uh, in the counsel of the ungodly and not not walking in the counsel of the ungodly and not standing in the way of sinners. It's the same word that's used there. And in the Hebrew, the word for counsel, that particular word uh, is ya'atz. And uh, it comes from a root, uh, etza, which means counsel. It means advice, but it also means something deeper than that. It means designs, like you have a design when you're about to build something, you you have a blueprint. Uh, 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 when you're about to build something, you see, you have something to build off of. You have a reference point that you can look at and and make sure that you're uh, that you're making everything according to the specifications that's found in the blueprint. So it means not only a counsel and device, but it, uh, advice. I'm sorry. It not only means counsel and advice, but it means designs. It means plans. It means strategy, and it also means scheme. And it's not talking now. Scheme has come to have a, a negative connotation about it, but the, but the original uh, connotation of the word scheme is really a design or a plan or a blueprint or you know uh, 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 something that's laid out that uh, a guide for someone. Now, a couple of questions that I asked uh, myself when. I heard when I was reading this uh, passage of scripture and when I was studying, you know, uh, this particular passage in uh, in Shemot or Exodus chapter 18, uh, Yitro or Moses' father-in-law was moved from where he was to where Moshe, his son-in-law, was uh, camped in the wilderness at the mountain of God. Uh, is it because Yitro or Jethro was curious uh, was it because he was in disbelief and needed proof with his own eyes as to what he was told? Or was he hoping Moshe and Zipporah and their children could now be a family? Well, those are questions that the text doesn't outright answer. So we cannot presuppose or suppose, uh, but we have to take what the text gives us and it doesn't give us that answer. But in Shemot chapter 18, verse 14, Yitro asked Moses a question, his son-in-law. He said, what is this thing that you are doing? What is this that you're doing that you are taking all of the people's problems and you're trying to judge all of these problems by yourself? Look at it, Moses. What, what is this? You know, and sometimes we go through life and we do things, but we don't look deeper into the situation of why are we doing things and how is it affecting other people and how is it affecting us? Because especially if we're a leader or if we're a parent or if we're a teacher or anybody that's dealing with other people, 
we have to not only think about ourselves, but we have to think about the other people. And so he says, look, look at it deeper than what you're looking at it. What is this thing that you're doing to the people? As an objective observer, Yitro, or Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, looks at the situation. He asks him that. Number two, he says, why do you sit alone and all the people stand by you from morning to evening? Why are you sitting alone? And why are all the people standing by you from morning until evening? It's just like when when God uh, asked Cain after he had killed uh, or before he killed Abel, his brother, he asked him, why are you angry? Why? Why are you angry? Why is your countenance falling? Yitro asked Moses, why are you sitting here alone and all the people stand by you from morning until evening? You see, a truly spiritual person is a person that not only looks at a situation on the surface, but they also look at the situation uh, beneath the surface uh, uh, and see what are the undercurrents of this situation. What are the the things that are that are happening that I may not be paying attention to otherwise? Also, in uh, number three, when Moses' father-in-law saw all, he looked at the whole situation. Don't just look at a situation you know, uh, uh, in, in, a, in part, but try to look at the whole situation. It's just like looking at a, at a diamond or, or a jewel or whatever, and you flip it over and you look at it from this side and you look at it from that side and you look at it from the other side. And then maybe you'll see some things that you didn't see uh, before. <clears throat> uh, in uh, Shemot chapter 18, verse 15, it said, the people, Moses said, the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, then uh, they come to me, and I judge between one and another, between two, the two people, three people, however many people are having a difficult problem, then Moses was, dealing, was uh, judging between them. He said, I do make them to know the statutes of God and his laws. So he's telling Jethro all what he's doing, and, and, and in Shemot chapter 18, verse 17, Yitro, or Moses' father-in-law, tells Moshe, or Jethro tells Moses, the thing that, you, that you're doing is not good. Even in ministry, even in uh, uh, a family situation with parents and children, even in a, a company situation with workers and, and, and employees, sometimes they may think what they're doing is right. They may think what they're doing is good, but it would take someone who is an objective observer, someone who's spiritual, to be able to look at that situation and tell them, Look, the thing that you're doing, it's not good, you know. And so if it's partly good and partly bad, it's still not good. Uh, and so he tells them the thing that you're doing is not good. In, in Shemot chapter 18, verse 17, in Shemot chapter 18, verse 18, he says, you will surely wear away. And we've already talked about that, that that word there, uh, uh, it means a vessel uh, in the Hebrew, but uh, when Paul talked about the the word vessel in uh, in in the book of Corinthians, he he showed us the frailty, you know. And we also know from better sheet or Genesis that man is made of the dust of the ground, so we are frail. You know, there's only so much that we are built for. Uh, and he says um, that this thing that you're doing is not good. He said you will surely wear away both yourself and the people. So not only are you affecting yourself, but now you're affecting 
the people also that is with you. He says, this thing is too heavy for you. You are not able to perform it by yourself alone. And we have to realize that, that there are some things that is just too much for us to bear by ourselves alone. We need help. We're not super Moses. We're not super whatever your name is. We're made from of flesh and blood, and sometimes we need help. Some of you out there are taking too, let me listen to me. Some of you out there are taking too much on yourself. As a parent, you're taking too much on yourself. You have to learn how to how to delegate. You have to learn how to even give your, your children, you know, if they're of age, some responsibilities and, and lighten a load on yourself, uh, on your job. Some of the bosses out there, you're, you're putting too much on yourself. You're only built for so much. And this is how some people burn out, even in ministry, they burn out because they're taking on themselves too much. They think that they have to be everything to everybody. You see, in Shemot chapter 18, verse 19, he says, hearken now to my voice. I will give you counsel. And we talked about that also, that the word in, in Psalms chapter 1, verse 1, and this word that's here in, in uh, Shemot chapter 18 or uh, Exodus chapter 18 is the same word. It's the same root word when he talks about counsel. And it means advice. It means designs. It means plans. It means strategy. And it means scheme. I'm repeating that because some of us sometimes forget and we forget quickly what has been said. Okay. He says, Yitro says, I will give you some counsel. And for him to come from where he was at his home in Midian to somewhere in the wilderness, which the somewhere was at Mount Sinai in the Sinai desert, where there wasn't any water and there wasn't any of this and any of that that he would have at home. There was none of that over there or it was in, in scarce numbers. For him to do that shows me that he cared, that he was concerned about Moshe. If someone is going to tell you something or give you some advice, make sure that they, that they are of the right character. Make sure that they know something about God, that they have a relationship with God. And make sure that they are truly concerned about you. Did you hear what I said? And and uh, also, and God, he says, and God shall be with you. This is what Moses' father-in-law is telling him. And God shall be with you. Uh, you be to the people Godward. In other words, you handle the situation. You go before God for the people and come before the people for God. That you may bring the, the uh, causes to God, that you might take the people's causes, he's telling Moses, and bring them to God. In Shemot chapter 18, verse 20, Exodus 18, verse 20, you shall teach them ordinances and laws and shall show them the way wherein they must walk and the work which they must do. In Shemot or Exodus chapter 18, verse 21, he says, provide out able men. Now, that in the Hebrew means to for, for Moshe to pick out men that, that are going to help him in judging the people's cases, he said, pick out able men. In other words, in Hebrew, it means strong, but it also means efficient. Pick out strong men, pick out efficient uh, men. He says, such as fear God, and that means to reverence God. They reverence God, but it also means in the Hebrew that they are cautious and that they're faithful. You want to pick out men that are faithful, that are cautious, 
and that are efficient and strong. You don't want somebody that's going to crumble under the, the least little pressure. And he said, also pick out men of truth. And in the Hebrew, that means faithful men. And it also means trustworthy men. He says, pick out men that hate covetousness. And covetousness is dishonest gain or dishonest money. And he says, place such over them to be rulers, over the people, over the congregation, over the assembly to be rulers. Place those kind of people over the people. Pick, pick, pick out strong men that are efficient. Pick out men that, that reverence God. Pick out men that are faithful and cautious. Pick out men that are trustworthy. Pick out men that are that are uh, that hate dishonest gain and place such over them to be rulers. He said, "Rulers of hundreds, rulers uh, of thousands." Uh, and I'm let me see. Uh, I'm. Uh, he says to pick out those men to be rulers of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. Amen. And in Shemot chapter 18 and verse 22, he says, let them judge the people at all seasons. In other words, you know, let, the, let it run its course. Let, let them do what they know that they need to do. Uh, you, you don't have to try to do anything. Just let the thing take its course because you've already chose men that can handle it. Uh, every great matter they shall bring to, unto you, to Moses, out of out of out of uh but every small matter they shall judge the ones who you set over the people every small matter they shall judge Moses but then the bigger matters they're going to bring it to you so shall this is still Yitro talking to Moshe his son-in-law so shall it be easier for thyself and they shall bear the burden with you in Shemot chapter 18, verse 23, it says, if you will do, uh, Yitro is talking to Moshe, his son-in-law, once again, if you will do this thing and God command you so, then you will be able to endure. If you do this, you know, it's, it's one thing to get counsel, to get advice from the right place, but then not do it. So what good is it if you get the advice from the right place uh, and you still don't do it, then it's, it, it's not beneficial to you. Uh, and all this people shall also go to their place in peace. And just to wrap up, you know, um, Moshe or Moses, he listened, you know, and he didn't, he wasn't so prideful as to say, you know, I'm the man and I'm the one who God called and I'm the one, you know, and, and if we're going to be spiritual people, we have to be open to godly counsel, godly criticism, you know, and, and like I said, when it's coming from a person that you, I mean, you know their character, you know they're a godly person, you, you, you know that they have your, your best interests at heart, you know that they don't have any ulterior motives, anything that they have in their heart, uh, you know, trying to lead you wrong and all that kind of stuff. We don't want to uh to walk in the counsel of the ungodly we don't want to stand in the way of sinners and we don't want to sit in the seat of the scornful we don't want any of that but for everyone out there listening to me and for myself god has a yitro for all of us you know and the number one yitro or jethro is the holy spirit you see and uh the last podcast i kind of misspoke 
But this was not the scenario where God told Moses to pick out 70 elders. However, 70 is a symbolic number, uh, you know, when it comes to, to governance and, and things like that. But this was not that particular passage of scripture. All right, that's coming later. Uh, but he told, uh, told Moses through his father-in-law to, uh, to pick out men that were able to handle the position. And sometimes some of the problem with some of the churches uh, that are out there from mega church to small church, and I really believe that the days of mega churches are coming to an end, but uh, you know, when it comes to churches and organizations and things like that, uh, it's, it's not necessarily, um, how can I put it? it? It's the people that they have in the position that, that should not be there, you know, and they have not really examined those people because Moshe's father-in-law told him, he said, you provide, you know, the people you, you look and you examine the people you see. And, and when, when he talks about provide, and I'll close with this, when, Moshe's father-in-law is talking about to provide the people that's going to be leaders over these people, uh, the children of Israel or Jacob. Uh, the word is kazar, which means to see, to select, to care, or I'm sorry, to see, to select, to gaze at, to behold, and to have a vision. Has God, you know, and I'm talking to leaders right now and parents and, and whoever else, but have, have, have God given you a vision of the person that you're planning to put in a certain position? Because what you're going to experience, you're going to experience either the, the glory of God and you're going to experience uh, growth and you're going to experience uh, uh, great and mighty things from the person that you're putting in that position or you're going to have trouble and you're going to experience loss and you're going to experience difficulty and you're going to experience chaos and turmoil if you put the wrong person in that particular situation with you. And, and, and you, it's going to be more of a hindrance to you than it will be a help. They're going to be more of a hindrance to you than a help. And a lot of times it's hard to find good people and spiritual people, truly spiritual people. And I'm not just talking about people that know how to, you know, they, they don't know how, but when the spirit comes upon someone and fills them, they have the utterance of tongues, not just someone who speaks in tongues, not just someone who knows how to pray, not just someone who knows scripture, but I'm talking about somebody who has it on the inside. Because even when David was chosen, and, and God said, you know, I don't, I don't see as man sees. I don't look at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. It's, it has to be in you. Leadership has to be in you. Caring for people have, has to be in you. You know, spirituality has to be in you. We don't want to take uh, new wine and put it into old wineskins and all that kind of stuff. But we want, you know, for God to, to truly build us and build his church on the earth. Um, and so all I can say is beware. And, 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 you know, when it comes to, to, to delegating authority, you have to beware because there's too much at stake. There's other people at stake. You're talking about human lives, you see. And when, when Moshe was doing what he was doing, 
You know, he thought it probably thought it was a good thing. I'm not going to say he thought it was a good thing because the text doesn't give us that. We don't want to presuppose upon the text. But he may have thought that it was a good thing. But when Yitro came along, who was able to look at the bigger picture, you see, and see that what he was doing was not good. And so, but he didn't belittle Moses. He didn't tell him he didn't know what he was doing. He showed him what he was doing right, but he also showed him what he was doing wrong. And this is how Jesus dealt with the churches in the book of uh, Revelation. He said, I, you know, you have this, 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 and this, but this I have against you. And so just because we're spiritual people doesn't mean that we have it all together. But maybe there's some areas that God will send a yitro into our lives to help us to see and help us to recognize what's really going on. And so with that, I will close. And don't forget, our website is chocolatecommerce.business. Chocolatecommerce.business. Just like you spell the word business, chocolatecommerce.business. And also, if you want to communicate with me, it is revkevandtheroot2020 at gmail.com. Revkevandtheroot2020 at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless you. Father, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you for your people. We ask that you would keep them, that you'd watch over them, Father. And Lord, uh, Lord, that you would cause, Lord, this trial, Lord, that's going on right now for George Floyd, that you would cause it to come out the way that you want it to come out, Father. Because we know what happened. The whole world knows what happened. But I pray that you would cause it, that you would, you said that the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. So, Father, I pray that you would have your way in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Mm -hmm.